You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. It's Mackie and Judd from the TCL Studios. TCL, America's fastest growing TV brand. Write that down. Write that down. I, I don't have a pencil. Well, remember that then. Write this down. Write it down. You like writing things down. Gentlemen, welcome to the new Write That Down season. Officially. I teased it. Time. I teased it before. Let's do it. Batting champion Judd Zolgat sounds so good. Judd Yastrzemski. <laughs> The, batting, low, the lowest you know what? all-time batting We never champion. have to mention what the average was. Sure we all do. we have to talk about is that great year that Zolgad had. It was like so, 256, I believe. So is this gonna how it's going to be like all year, Judd? Like you're just, just every time every risk. time the Write That Down segment starts, you're going to remind everybody that you want. You're going to be like Kurt Angle and his gold medals. <laughs> you're just going to remind <laughs> Judd, everybody no, that. Tell Judd what that reference is. I don't so know Kurt that. Angle was an Olympic wrestler and he won the gold name, medals man. in yeah. uh, 1996 in Atlanta. And then eventually he became a, a uh, wrestler with WWE, and then he went to TNA for a little bit, and then came back with WWE. And his stick when he first got to WWE was he came out with th- his three gold medals like around his neck, and that was that was his bit. Like he, his he had the the trunks that he wore, the outfit that he wore was like this the American Jed. flag, I, and I like it. Yeah, I've got not one, but if I'm not mistaken, two. Write that down: titles, batting titles. Wow. So I could come out with. A couple of some medals. type of some type of thing around my neck to signify how how great I how effective I've been in this exercise. Uh, so yes, you did win the batting title last week. We'll have to do a ceremony at some point, maybe later this month. We can present you with some sort of uh, trophy of some kind for being the most accurate. Dressed for predictor. the part today, baby. I was dressed for the part, suit and tie. Yeah, looking we had, sharp. Uh, we had uh, a big thing. Meeting uh, with some high-level folks in high-level places. Actually, it was Bat and Barrel is where we had our meeting. Talking about what's next for 1500. And Judd showed up in a suit and tie, and I said, it's the only time you're ever going to see Judd in a suit and tie. It's on a funeral or a wedding or the Hubbard holiday party, I guess, would be the other time. (laughs) This is true. This is all three. So before we make our predictions here, let's get to an accountability session. The first accountability session officially of the 2019 season that involves 2019 predictions and going forward. And uh, we'll start with Manny, who ended the year on a high note. Three hits, your first three hits of the 2018 season, under the wire just in time, and you finished above the Mendoza line. That's the good news. The bad news, Manny? I'm 2019 sure started off slow. <laughs> I'm sure there's plenty. Yeah. You said the Seahawks would beat the Cowboys. Whoops. The Bears would play in the NFC Championship game. Oh, God. That Alabama would win the national championship, and that the next coach of the Cleveland Browns would be Mike McCarthy. Wow, that's okay. You've got experience digging out of these holes. (laughs) I'm still proud of my Urban Meyer hit, though, that I picked up last week. Yeah, you do have. Cling what you got. That cling. Hold (laughs) on to it, Manny. Hope for that. Hold on to it, Manny Hill. Uh, Let's see here. Jonathan Harrison swinging for the fences predicted. Let me, let me see if I got this right. That mm-hmm. Josh McDaniels would agree to terms with the Packers and then spurn them only to take the Patriots head coaching job after Bill Belichick either steps down or gets fired. 
That went quickly. It's one of my favorites of all time, though. I will always admire and love you for that one. It's a good swing. Uh, I said neither Lincoln Riley nor Mike McCarthy would be the head, next head coach of the Browns. And uh, I also said Tom Thibodeau would somehow coach the entire season for the Timberwolves. And it looked like it was headed that direction until until it wasn't headed that direction. Mm-hmm. Uh, Judd had four things come off the board. Sorry. Batting champion Judd. Thank you. Yep. That's right. <laughs> Tell me what Rod, how Rod Crew did in his first swings of the season. Wow. Wow. That's aggressive. Well, he said uh, the Browns' next head coach would be Lincoln Riley. But, but he said Brian Dozier would sign with the Nationals. Help. Single. You saw a report. We'll Helps to read the newspaper. You said Kevin Stefanski will be named Vikings full-time offensive coordinator after the season. <laughs> oh, yeah. Off to a hot start. We'll give you a double for that. Oh, man. <laughs> and you said Mike Prefer would be fired before the 2019 season. Okay, need clarification. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah. I was going to say this what is... Was his, so his contract was up. Yeah. They offered him a new contract. So that's a, and then uh, Cleveland came along and swooped in and... Mercifully. Yeah, I was going to say, why the Vikings loved Prefer, I don't know. But I, technically, I do not get credit for that. Yeah, I was going to say, was he fired or did he choose not to come back? Self-reporting. Very noble of you. Well, it's because, once again, I'm a moron. If I had just <laughs> worded it more vaguely, I'd be fine and get the points. But I never do that. Yeah, if you would have just said, Mike won't Prefer will no longer, yeah, won't be back, will no yeah. longer be. You had a lot of outs there. but uh, I'm an idiot. <laughs> So two, uh, the, we're not gonna. I, I didn't have time to calculate the batting averages, but it, it's so early in the season that it, it doesn't. Judd's leading. Judd has Judd's hitting five hundred, uh, the batting champion. Judd. So uh, you've led off for us four straight seasons, and it's working well. You've won two batting championships. So if you'd like, write that down. I don't have a pencil. Well, remember that, Dan. The floor is yours again. Well, thank, thank you very much. Batting first, <clears throat> the batting champion, Judd Zolgat. <laughs> I am going to double down on my Stefanski predictions. And follow up with this one. Kevin Stefanski will get a head coaching job after the 2019 season. Wow. Kevin Stefanski is going to have, because we are now, we have now entered a period where every 12 year old white guy who knows offense is getting a job. <laughs> Kevin Stefanski is going to do enough. Cousins is, is not going to be abysmal next season. He's going to improve a little bit, perhaps. They make the playoffs. And Stefanski's going to be the latest 22-year-old kid who gets swooped away for a head coaching job. Might not even deserve it. Write that down. I, I don't have a pencil. Well, remember that. Dan. Write that down. All right, Manny, Jonathan, me will be the, the order here. Tonight against the Dallas Mavericks, Carl Anthony Towns will get a double-double. And Andrew Wiggins will lead the Timberwolves in scoring, and the Wolves will win. Okay, so cat double-double. So this is a... This is a a three item parlay, right? Mm-hmm. So cat double double, Wiggins leads in points, and the Wolves win. Wolves win. Okay, mm-hmm. um, interesting. <laughs> Write this down. Write it down. You like writing things down. All three of those things are very feasible, but all three together make it a tough one. So if Manny gets that, we'll give him. We'll probably give him a triple for that one, just because of all three happen. Yep. Jonathan, I'll follow that up. Andrew Wiggins will follow up his first double double since March. With another double double tonight. Mm. Is, there, ex- is there a catch here? I expect nope. more from you. I'm building After up. After last week, I expect some like bold up. predictions. Just wait. And then demand a trade. 
<laughs> <laughs> I mean, this is pretty bold. This is saying that Andrew Wiggins is going to get it's a double asking, double in consecutive games. But the expectation it's for a guy for to have guy. two double doubles no, in I the know. same season when he had one all of last season, dude. Last and week came in last in week. March. You predicted that McDaniel's would get the Packers job. We'll get there. Go, okay, we'll get there. <laughs> it's just hard. It's hard for me to judge. Just. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm not good at that. All right, I'll pour a little cold water on this. Write it down. You like writing things down. This is not the new Andrew Wiggins. Andrew Wiggins is not the new Andrew Wiggins will shoot less than 35% from the floor tonight against the Mavericks. We're looking at we're looking at like a 5 of 18 situation tonight against the Mavericks. Something like that. 5 of 18, 4 of 16. I still think they win, but uh, it's not the new. Write this down. Debbie Downer. All right, back to Judd. I will stay on the NBA theme and tell you that you can write this down. Former Wolves coach Tom Thibodeau will next work for ESPN. Oh, man. <laughs> He's going to end up. He is, his reputation right now is so sullied that it's going to take a while for him to get a job again in the league. And so his next job <laughs> is going to be Ooh. grunting and barking and getting red on ESPN. Imagine, imagine him sitting on Sports Center and just saying, We have to have a toughness. We showed a lot of toughness down the stretch. I thought our team yeah. did show toughness. The- <laughs> Actually, Break I can. Down. That's not yeah. hard at all. That's just yeah. yelling at Scott Van Pelt. I would greatly look forward to Tom Thibodeau that would be on ESPN. Greatly look forward to Write it. Write this down. Over to Manny. The Cleveland Browns in 2019 will make the playoffs and they will win the AFC North. Ooh, okay. Very nice. So you, we have, with Manny predicting that, uh, the the Browns will win the AFC North in 2019. Mm -hmm. Collar's on the record from two years ago and write that down. It was his first ever swing and write that down two years ago. Saying the Browns in 2019 would win the AFC. He's got the Browns going to the Super Bowl and he's on the record still. That's right. We don't forget about predictions and write that down. I've got a full spreadsheet here. Whoa. You think you can sneak one under the radar and let it pass by? Uh uh-uh. uh. That is impressive. In fact, Judd actually has the most old school predictions left <laughs> on here because you you throw things out that are just like open ended and they yeah. sit What's on the, the board. What's the oldest one? Uh, Judd, <laughs> let's see here. <laughs> Judd's got a bunch from from three and four years ago oh, here. Boy. Like, uh huh. So here here Playing are some. Long game. Judd uh, Judd predicted like these things. He predicted Larry Brown will coach again. <laughs> Here's the problem. I kind of did. If Larry Brown yeah. doesn't coach again, we have to wait till he dies. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. I there's mean, no other way. Did. There's no other he way got to fired from it. Uh, yeah, exactly. And then you predicted uh, Tim Tebow will make it as high as Class AA, which he has. Yep. But he can't make it higher. So we're riding out Tim Tebow here. Yep. He gets to. He didn't get to AAA this year. I think he stopped at Double A. I think you're right. Uh, you have Big Ten Restaurant will reopen somewhere on East Bank campus. I don't think that's again, going to happen ended. now, but it should happen. You see, what I really hate is, is when I predict something that should happen, but then it doesn't. Because Big Ten Restaurant, how how's it not back? This is my but favorite. the one at Hopkins closed, which really makes me upset. This is my favorite old open-ended Judd prediction that's still on the board. O.J. Yep. Simpson will violate his parole and be reincarcerated. <laughs> Could it not happen? Could you not see it happening? Another autograph problem in Las Vegas? I was pretty sure. 
Wow. Wow. But it's going to sit there. It's going to sit there as long as he's on parole, which is, what, 10 years or so? Or until the show ends. Write this down. All right, over to, uh, actually, we're so long here. Let's let's finish Write That Down when we come back. More predictions when we come back. It's Write That Down and reckless speculation later this hour, too. Reckless twin speculation. Sit tight. The Mackie and Judd show will continue in a moment. Do I have your word on that, sir? Mackie and Judd. Absolutely. On 1500 ESPN. And live from the TCL Broadcast Studios, Mackie and Judd are back. Okay, then. On 1500 ESPN. All right, quick check on traffic here. It's brought to you by the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society. And just one crash in the metro to tell you about right now. It's on 494 northbound uh, in Minnetonka between Minnetonka Boulevard and Stone Road. So if you're in that area, uh, expect uh, expect a little bit of a slowdown. Otherwise, everything else around the metro moving smoothly. Write this down. Write it down. You like writing things down. Write that down. Write that down. I don't have a pencil. Well, remember that. Then. All right. Let's bonus write that down here. Yep. And uh, we were, we've had, uh, let's see, halfway through the predictions, and it's Jonathan's turn. Three predictions from each of us every week. If you're new to the segment, we make predictions. We keep track of them. We have a batting champion that was Judd last year. He batted 256. I think it was in the 260s. 260. I think you're something. selling me a little short. Okay. I think it was like 264. All right. Still pretty bad. It but was awful. It was better yeah, than all of us. Don't want to talk about it. I yep. feel like. Phil, next week you're going to say, yeah, Judd batted 264 last year, and Judd's, Judd's just going to say, I feel like he was in the 270s. I think, you know, <laughs> oh, oh by, by June it'll be 315. <laughs> it'll be Mauer-like. Exactly. All right. Write that down. Over to Jonathan. I don't have a pencil. Well, remember that, Dan. All right, we've got a month until pitchers and catchers report. This time next week, Bryce Harper and Manny Machado will still not be signed. Okay, I feel like you're not swinging for the fences just anymore. Just wait. Okay? I'm getting there. He's got something up his sleeve. I can feel it. <laughs> okay, so Harper and uh, Machado will both be on the market still a week from yep. today. He's tra- What's the date next Friday? I want to be specific here. 18th? The 18th. He's tracking pitches right now. That's what he's doing. I can feel it. <laughs> he's sitting on the fastball. They can't all be exactly. obnoxious home runs. I'm trying. You know, I threw a curveball. He took it. All right, write this Change down. Change up, took it. Write this down. <laughs> I've heard some people say that, because Brian Windhorst was was great on our show this week, and he threw Chauncey Billups' name out there as a candidate. He, the way he phrased it wasn't, I'm reporting that Chauncey Billups, but he said, if I were Glenn Taylor, and then he went into the Chauncey Billups thing. And the yeah, but there is, Glenn Taylor and Kevin Garnett do not see eye to eye, and Chauncey Billups is a KG guy, so is there, screw it. Chauncey Billups will take a job with the Timberwolves. I'm saying all this little, like, who has beef with who? Glenn's going to find a way to make amends with people he needs to make amends with for the first time. (laughs) Even if it means, you know, taking blame for something that's not his fault. Chauncey Billups will take a job with the Timberwolves sometime before next season. All right. President of basketball ops, general manager. I don't think it'll be coach, but... Probably a front office job, and I'm going to leave it open ended because I want the hit. Chauncey Billups will take a job with the Timberwolves. Write it down. You like writing things down? Write it down. My final write that down for this week, at least. Brian Dozier, who I predicted after, of course, seeing a report about this last week, would sign with the Washington Nationals, which came to fruition on Thursday. Brian Dozier will hit 30 or more home runs for the Washington Nationals this season. The Doge will be back. He was injured last year. He's still going to have that swing that he's going to try and uh, jerk the ball out to left field. Brian Dozier is going to hit 30 or more home runs in his quest, in his singular quest to get the contract that he so richly thinks he deserves. 
he's going to swing for the fences all summer long. Yeah, his problem now is I think he's 30. And 31, I think. 31. Mm-hmm. And and even though playing second base is, is one of the more premium positions, it's hard to find guys who are great offensively and defensively in those middle infield spots. The problem is there's not a lot of market for those players. It's not like there's 10 teams desperate for a second baseman. So he's in a tough spot where even if he has a big season, oftentimes you get these bidding wars. If 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 there's a pitcher on the market, everyone needs pitching. And so if you get a big pitcher on the market, in theory, there's just more of a bidding war. Now that hasn't been the case the last couple of years where no one's getting big money. So I think the days of Brian Dozier dreaming about a three, four-year contract, $15, $20 million a year. I don't know, man. But he won't stop trying. Hopefully he can feed his kids. Write this down. He won't stop trying. He'll be 32 in May. Okay, so yeah. No one's going to give him a five-year contract at this point. He's going to probably go go year to year. Write it down. You like writing things down. Manny. All right. I told Jonathan during the break that um, I'm making this write-that-down prediction with him in mind. I'm intrigued. <laughs> Minnesota United All right. will make... The MLS playoffs. Ooh. Like it. 2019. All right. All right, May, give us a little analysis behind that prediction. <laughs> Either one of you. I just think it's I, th- <laughs> I just think it's it. I, I just think it's a perfect year for them to do it. Opening the new stadium. Manny, name five players. Because <laughs> <Yeah>. I, <laughs> I write it down. You like writing things Calvin. down. Aren't they turning over a bunch of roster? Jonathan, what is the roster situation? The draft. We're going to catch up with Jamie Watson, yeah. by the way, in twenty minutes. So the draft is is today or has been yeah, going on today. It's been going on today. Mm-hmm. They let go of a bunch of players, so they're filling holes right now. Okay. Uh, Jamie will explain what they're doing in the draft today mm-hmm. in about twenty minutes from now. They're going to make the playoffs. Right there. Write that down. And there's right. one extra team this year, so. That might help him. Jonathan Harrison. This one isn't as wild of a home run as last week because I can't hit all those crazy bombs all the time. Josh Rosen will be traded by the Arizona Cardinals at some point after the Cards draft Kyler Murray number one overall in this year's NFL draft. That team that will trade for him, the Jacksonville Jaguars. Okay. Well, that's solid. That's a solid scenario. Yeah, I can see that. Interesting. Uh, what is so that the A's have the ability if they want to just tell Kyler Murray, sorry, dude, you can't go to the combine. But do they have and they're not going to and he signed like the con- and they he signed the contract with them. So mm-hmm. they paid him. So what is this? So can he let's say the A's the entire way through, let's say the A's tell him you can't go to the combine and you're our guy. Mm-hmm. Can can a team still draft him? Yeah. Yeah. You can still draft him. And, and, and players. And do and, and is there language in his contract that says you can't go to training camp or you can't? What is this? Is too much in the weeds for me. Wouldn't Cause you? Because I'm, I'm curious. Like he's I looking to explore it. Think, yeah. I, I would think that he would have the right if he wants to pay the A's back and quit baseball. Okay. What, wouldn't you think? So if he gives back I the think, signing bonus, I mean, he'd I have to give back the the money. Paid. I think it was put into an account for him. To oh, I thought he did get some of it. He was still a college football player. It, yeah, but if you can get paid for playing baseball, oh, then if you're an baseball. amateur in football, okay. but it it's got to be tempting, right? Like, do you really want to ride the minor league buses to, to work your way up to the Oakland A's when you could be a starting quarterback 2019 opening day? And I, I think the argument in the past would be, well, baseball offers you more longevity, and if you you have a You'll chance be able to, to remember yourself after you're done playing, well, you have a cha- well, you have a chance to play. F- yeah, exactly that too. Fifteen or twenty years, and you get, you get banged contracts. up. 
But now, if you're a quarterback, yeah. you're more guaranteed to stay healthy than ever before. You're mm-hmm. more guaranteed to make twenty or thirty million dollars a year starting very soon. He'd mm-hmm. be on a rookie contract that also pays him millions of dollars. And he's what twenty two or so. He's twenty two. Yeah. So if if you go to Kyler and say, Kyler, if you play baseball, you you know when you're sixty two, he's gonna be like, what? No, no, dude, I I play football now. Yeah, that's interesting. Write this down. All Write right. it down. You like writing things down. Final prediction of the week here. The Vikings are going to bounce back, and they will win at least 11 games in 2019. The Vikings will win at least 11 games in 2019. Fire up the song, then. It's not that aggressive. I mean, they won 13 games the other year. Uh, Two listener predictions. Dale W. predicts the Twins will hit fewer home runs in 2019 than they did in 2018. And Tom F. says the Vikings will sign Max Williams, former Gophers tight end, Mm, this offseason. I I could see that that one. Yeah, I could see that one very easily. So uh, if you have predictions that you want to send in, you can just email the show, Mackie and Judd at 1500ESPN.com. Uh, Mackie and Judd at 1500ESPN.com. So you're in a suit and tie right now. Yes, I am. And uh, I think so we've done a pretty good job explaining this week that we will have some big changes on Tuesday of next week here at 1500ESPN. In fact, we will no longer be 1500ESPN on Tuesday of next week. We will have expanded live and local content on the radio. At noon on Tuesday, you're going to hear an expanded lineup of shows. You're going to be able to see and listen to an expanded menu of on-demand content at our new website. And also a different type of social media presence, I think, than, uh, than you've seen in the past few years, too. So we're excited to roll something new out. We're excited to uh, just connect with Minnesota sports fans in a different way and uh, in, in ways that go beyond radio. We know that there are we're not oblivious. There's limitations to AM radio, and we talk about those quite frequently behind the scenes here, and we've just tried to uh, analyze how we can do a better job connecting with and entertaining Minnesota sports fans in ways that they want to consume content. So, Doing on Tuesday. Yep. And so I think we're all pretty pumped about rolling something out and molding it as we go starting, starting next Tuesday, January 15th. That's why I look so good today. It's why you have a tie-in. Although I'm on a diet, and I still, full disclosure, I can't button my coat. I'm still too fat to button my coat. I can't get it pulled around my waist, really. That's the only bad thing. Did you Did you try this Here, morning? Watch, or, oh watch, watch. I'll stand up. I don't want to get hit with the button. No, exactly. Look, I can't, I can't get the button around. <laughs> well, while Judd tries to button his coat, uh, he's also going to gear up for some reckless twin speculation when we come back. And Jamie Watson will fill us in on what's been happening with the MLS draft later on, too. We have a bunch of questions because we're curious soccer observers. And uh, a Kirk Cousins poll, we're not sure if it's 100% authentic, but we have to get to it in the football hour in the 5 o'clock. Mackie and Judd. Mackie and Judd resume things following these messages. That's just about the most fantastic scheme I've heard to date. On 1500 ESPN. Now, back to Mackie and Judd. Hello, boys. Live from the TCL Broadcast Studios. So what do you think? It's <laughs> pretty cool, I guess. On 1500 ESPN. And this portion of Mackie and Judd is brought to you by Fratelloni's Ace Hardware and Garden Store's proud sponsor of the Beer Show, right here on 1500 ESPN. TCL Broadcast Studios, Mackie and Judd. And yes, that now that's is that CBS? Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. I actually like this theme. It's not bad. Yeah. Too, yeah. It's not quite as identifiable as it's not the ESPN one. It's not. But it's uh, it's pretty good. 
But that gets us around to, to this question. I was watching MLB Network a couple of uh, nights ago, and they were talking about the plethora of free agent star players, Phil Mackey, who are still on the market. Craig Kimbrell came up, and Billy Ripken was asked what team he thinks should make a bid on Kimbrell. And his immediate response was the Twins. And they showed it. I want to say... Right now, the Twins have 50-plus million committed in payroll, so it's not that much. It's yeah. not much. They could certainly afford to make a bid. Now, Kimbrell wants a lot. I don't think he's going to get as much term or cash as he desires or is trying to get. So I don't think that the reports of what he wants are realistic at this point. But as a baseball guy, and I believe Kimbrell's a name that you brought up a lot late in the summer last year. As a baseball guy, if you basically say, all right, the Twins got to sign some guys, and and if they sign one or two guys to generate excitement, this might be a, a good one, even if it's just a short-term, make-good-rich contract. What would be your intrigue with that move? So I have, I have two answers there, because my heart says, all in on Craig Kimbrell. Go spend $18 million a year. So he wants there's there are articles written around the winter meetings so of six years, a hundred plus million dollars. Let's say you can talk him down to four years, eighty million dollars or something, or four years and I don't know, sixty or seventy, fifteen to twenty million dollars a year for a one inning guy, sometimes two, but mostly a one inning guy, maybe one and a third, one and two thirds. My heart says, how much fun would that be to have this dude out there just throwing gas at the end of a game, and now instead of hoping that Trevor May can pin down those high leverage spots or hoping that this, uh, who's the dude, the uh, the guy they got from the Angels a couple days ago. His name escapes me. Blake Parker. Blake Parker, yes. Um, now those guys can kind of slot into a little bit lesser profile roles. So my heart says having that right arm dangling as he hunches over and <laughs> stares in for the sign. I love the chicken wing, man. It's fantastic. <laughs> it's super weird. It's so annoying. I love it. Why but anyway, he do, he's why, really why good. Why does he do that, by the way? I don't know. I just remember the the bit from it might have been like two years ago where he was pitching in Philadelphia <laughs> and the Philly fans that were like right right behind home plate were like they were as he it. was they were they were all doing it as he was doing it <laughs> it was fantastic that's pretty good so my heart says yes all in bring it on boom locked and loaded my head says. This dude is a ticking time bomb waiting for Tommy John surgery. Yep. Yep. That he is going to be 31 years old right around the beginning of the season. And you're probably going to wind up paying for the downslide of a guy who can't possibly repeat his same performance from like between the ages of 24 and 30 and 30. Mm-hmm. So I think I think what you're getting here is and this is part of you know baseball's got so many issues that they're going to have to we're not going to bore the audience with a bunch of union talk here, but you know, whoever pays Craig Kimbrell fifteen to twenty million dollars, I think you're paying for what he's done the last ten years, and you're not paying for what you're likely to get the next four, which is the worst so, idea you can possibly right. have. So my heart says, Agreed. Craig Kimbrell. Oh my God, Twins! Like, when's the last time the Twins had someone that ridiculous? Joe Nathan, probably. That the, the was just an automatic strikeout or an automatic uh, flamethrower at the end of the bullpen. Glenn Perkins for a couple of years for sure was that, mm-hmm. but uh, I don't know. My I'm, I'm I've got an angel and a devil on my shoulder here. If you put a gun to my head, I would probably flip a coin and so, see what happens. If this w- was up to you, how much w- would you spend in 2019? What would your payroll be? 
Like, would, would you I go get to out? spend other people's money? Yes. I spend two hundred fifty well, million dollars. Well, no, but it's the point. I'd no. go get Machado, Harper, and uh, <laughs> no, Craig but, Kimbrell. Sit, but sitting here right now, so we're to January eleventh, and you have the ability now to go out and reshape things, and it's the poll ads cash, not yours. What would you do now? Well, I mean, I guess I need more specifics. Like, if I here's my question. Okay, if I don't spend, let's say the the glass ceiling on what I can spend is 130 million. Hmm? And do we what are they projected at now? Like 70, 80 or something? 80-ish, I think. Somewhere yes. in there? Yes. So, if you're telling me, "All right, I've got 40 or 50 million dollars more to spend if I want to," or I can carry that over and spend 150 million dollars via a trade of someone huge and a free agent signing when I really think I'm ready to pop. Well, then I would rather just wait a minute. Instead of getting into a bad contract, like the Twins made that mistake a few years ago. Remember when Terry Ryan purposefully stripped the payroll from 115 million down to 80, 83 million, and he heard about it for two years. Stoic Terry Ryan, yes, picks up a newspaper once in a while, listens, and people were hammering them. How could you build this ballpark and not go spend money? How could you? How could you take public money and fans' money? And then strip the payroll back thirty-five or forty million dollars, and I think people in that front office kind of shrugged their shoulders and they were like, "All right, well, we're not, we're not really built to win 90, 95 games right now, but let's go splash around in free agency." And so, they, what did they do? They spent fifty million dollars on Ricky Nolasco. Yes, they that gave was an, stupid. They signed Phil Hughes and they gave an unnecessary extension to Phil Hughes, basically because, wow, we got the money, we got the money. So, Craig Kimbrell wouldn't be a well, we got the money. Signing alone, yes, it's a luxury that they have the money that if they wanted to, they could probably go put eighty million dollars over four years on the table, and I don't know, he'd probably sign it. Uh, so I don't know. Roundabout way of answering your question: If given a budget up to one hundred twenty-five or one hundred thirty million dollars, if I thought Craig Kimbrell wasn't on the edge of redlining and Tommy John surgery, and I could live with a drop off. He wasn't, he wasn't quite as dominant last year as he's been. If I could live with a drop-off yeah. and, and just live with overpaying him, yeah. I would do it. I would do it. But you got to keep in mind, too, you've got the Eddie Rosarios. You've got the Jose Barrios. Ideally, you've got the Byron Buxton, Miguel Sano group. You've got these guys that you want to emerge into big-time players for you, and you want to give those guys extensions at some point before they hit free agency and maybe even before they hit too far into arbitration. Um, so you got to be careful. Like I feel like fans always want go spend, spend, spend. Okay. But if you spend, spend, spend on a Ricky Nolasco type player, or if you overspend on a 31 year old reliever who well, you, you arm might fall off, you got to be smart. And it, right. And it then prevents you from signing one of your own guys to, to a yes. contract. That's where you run into a problem. Okay. To your point though, where, where baseball is going and where this is going to get ugly but it's necessary for it to play out. I believe I, this sport is is not going to, to have a cap. It's just not going to. But what, what I do think that we are going to have is I think we are headed towards somewhere where the term has to be capped, which, yes, which we talked about a couple of days yep, ago. That's, because, my, that's my solution now. Because you now have – the issue is Harper and Machado and all these guys sit there and essentially they're – Agents go around and say eight to ten years, eight to ten years, and everybody I think to this day looks at the pool holes contract and says that's it, that's the contract. And people are smart now, and nobody who saw the pool holes contract play out ever in their right mind is going to say, you know what, ten years is perfect, ten years is, is great. 
So you are going to have to draw a, a cap, not on the salary of teams, but on the term of contracts. Mm-hmm. And that will, at least if you do that, then then when potential superstar players hit the market, they're going to know, okay, I can mm-hmm. sign here, let's say, five years. Yes. And that's it. But now I can choose to sign. As opposed to, I'm going to hope that the Yankees or White Sox come around now or... Philadelphia comes around now and gives me eight to ten years. It's not going to happen. It's pie in the sky. But I somehow think that's the hope that's being held out by these camps, and it's fraudulent. It's just, yep. it's just not going to happen. And like I get that if you ask if you ask NBA players, Kobe Bryant's on the record at one point saying, if there was no salary cap in basketball, I would make fifty to sixty million dollars a year mm-hmm. because I'm not only that valuable on the court, I'm that valuable on TV. You know, from a media standpoint, merchandise. So the the guy in in these salary cap leagues, the guys like Tom Brady and the guys like LeBron James and formerly Kobe Bryant are actually way underpaid compared to what they're worth to the team, mm-hmm. you know, relative to the economics of the league and and what they're worth to the franchise. But on the good side for fans and for you know, in some, in some ways for the players, when free agency hits in the NBA, you know exactly how long you can sign for, exactly how much money you're going to make, and exactly how many teams can afford to pay you that. So it just goes super fast. Well, I can go here, here, or here. It's not going to drag out for six months like it does in Major League Baseball. And for fans, it's great. Yes. So I this is the solution. We've come up with solutions for baseball on this show before, but let it be known, it's not a salary cap. It's a term cap that would make this process What's much fair? easier. What's fair? Five? Five years. Five would be perfect. I, just, I really wrote down five years. That's what is it. That's Let, what it is in the NBA. It's five years. Yep. For a max deal. So let's go down the Bryce Harper, or let's, Manny Machado's a better example. Because I think the fear with Manny Machado, it's not age. He's 25 years old, and he plays a premium position, third base. He's one of the best overall players in baseball. So even if he dropped off around age 34, 35, you would live with, you. okay, I get eight great years on a 10-year contract, but teams don't want to pay for the immaturity side of it. They think, oh man, is this guy going to like, is he going to get his money and it's is he going to be Yankees a bad don't. teammate? Yes. Yep. But like. but if it was a capped five-year term and his agent couldn't sit there dragging his feet saying, oh, seven years, eight years, nine years, if it was five years, every team in baseball would take a chance on Manny Machado for five years. Now the price of poker per year would go up instead of 25 or $30 million a year. You'd probably have to pay like $40 million a year for Manny Machado over five years. But then... He gets to go right back to the negotiating table when he's 30, when he's still in his prime. Mm-hmm. So it's a win for the player. It's a win for the team. It's probably a win for the agent because they make commission off all these deals, too. Yeah, the agents are going to be fine. And it's a win for the fans because these deals would go quicker and it would happen earlier in the offseason during uh, like the winter meetings and you'd know huh. who's on each team. I love it. Five years. Yep. Perfect. We just fixed baseball. Again. Like for the fifth time on this show. <laughs> Most progressive so what sports we do. talk show in the Twin Cities. We're going to learn when we come back. We're going to learn from our friend Jamie Watson. Don't go anywhere. More Mackie and Judd coming up next. Oh, that's just what they'll be expecting us to do. On 1500 ESPN. Mackie and Judd are back. I have indeed been uploaded, sir. We're online and ready. On 1500 ESPN. All right. Quick check on traffic here in the TCL Broadcast Studios and... Uh, Boy, that crash on 494 in Minnetonka between Minnetonka Boulevard and Stone Road is still causing a little bit of congestion. Uh, about a four-minute delay right now in that area. But otherwise, everything else around the metro is moving along nicely. All right. Thank you, Manny. 
All right, I got to admit, I haven't. I know the MLS draft is happening today. I don't know who Minnesota United has taken, and even if we did have a name, it's unlikely that Judd or I would be able to identify or pronounce it correctly. Player, right. And I know Jonathan Harrison has a bunch of questions here. We're going to let him geek out over soccer. But our friend <laughs> Jamie Watson from Minnesota United FC, um, we uh, are looking forward to, by the way, 1500 and the new brand that we're going to roll out next week and the new content menu. We're looking forward to having Minnesota United FC games and uh, and shows and personalities all over our, our content platforms throughout 2019, including Jamie Watson. What's going on, man? Hey guys, great uh, great chatting with you again. It, it must be your lucky day because this is the second time we've gotten to chat today. And uh, our first earlier was uh, was this morning when, as you just mentioned, we were kind of getting an unveiling of that new brand and logo. And I must say, you guys knocked it out of the park. It's incredible. I can't wait for the listeners and viewers to be able to to see it on Tuesday. It is revolutionary for the for the brand, um, and I'm so excited for what we saw today and what everyone will see on Tuesday. So good chat with you guys again today, and a very active day for Minnesota United today. All right, Jamie, your paycheck will be uh, will be coming early <laughs> for what you just said about us. That's so from you, not that. me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so what? Perfect, perfect. So uh, yeah, g- give us uh, give us a little rundown here. Uh, we want to learn from you what happened today in the MLS draft. Yeah, no, it was a. Uh, it's that wonderful time of the year where uh, a lot of kids' dreams become realities, and they are drafted. It's a, it's a wonderful occasion for not only the players but for families, for friends who sacrificed a lot to help said player get to achieve their dreams today. Um, I was fortunate enough to be able to get drafted 13th overall back in 2005. Seems like a lifetime ago now, but um, it, it really is a culmination of a lot of things. But if you think this is the finish line, it's actually the the starting gun, if you will, because everything you did at this point starts you on your professional career, uh, which hopefully will last for a very long time. And for Minnesota United today, um, you could arguably say they have one of the best drafts in Major League Soccer. They picked up uh, three players today, uh, two Maryland Terps. One was the seventh overall pick is a goalkeeper named Dane St. Clair um, very good goalkeeper uh, young he's a generation Adidas player so that gives him a little bit of roster protection added value he doesn't count against the salary cap um, it's a very smart play not only because he's a very good player but because um, he has so much flexibility within your roster um, then it went 15th overall. So that was they had the seventh pick and the 31st pick, but the club was very astute because about midway through the first round at the 15th pick, they realized the guy that they really coveted hadn't been picked yet. He was falling for whatever reason, and so the brain trust of Adrian Heath um, and his staff got together with the Chicago Fire and they pulled off a trade. A very minimal trade is what they gave up. Uh, $50,000 in general allocation money, which is a salary cap uh, configuration. And they picked up a kid named Chase Gasper, who's an outside defender um, out of the University of Maryland. So through the first 15 picks, they had two players that, quite frankly, Mackie and Judd, I would have been happy with them taking at seven. So it was a great bit of business by the club today. And then in the 31st, 31st pick, second round, they picked up Hassani Dodson, a central midfielder out of Oregon State. Um, so they left today the first two rounds uh, in the books 
for Major League Soccer. They picked up three good players, Dane Sinclair, goalkeeper, Chase Gasper, a left defender, and Hassani Dotson, the center, central midfielder, and they will uh, resume the third and fourth round on Monday, January 14th. If you were to go back uh, to the 13th pick of your draft, Jamie Watson, and you are now and you are now objectively going to say that was a great pick or not a great pick, how would you talk about yourself? Uh, objectively, I think at the time it made sense because I had a lot of the roster protection as well that we that made that I was just saying about number seven. I was in the same uh, roster classification. Basically, Generation D is. Um, the the MLS selects normally about seven, eight players that they want to leave early out of college. They provide you with money to go back to school later on. They give you the roster protection because generally you're a little bit younger. Um, look, I think it was a smart pick at the time. I don't think I panned out the way that, that Salt Lake or I had hoped, if we're being honest. Um, so, I, look, I had a good career, but, you know, 13th overall, you know, I, I played three seasons there. They probably would have wanted to get a little bit more bang out of their buck for that one. So, uh, yeah, I think hopefully these these are these are kids for the future that are going to play in. Not only um, now that we have a partnership with the team um, uh, Forward Madison, which plays in the USL. So basically, like, a, like almost like a, an affiliation with the farm team. So if these kids aren't playing right away with Minnesota United in the first team at at Allianz Field. You can send them there, and they can continue to get professional games, albeit a little bit lesser of a level, but they can still get professional games at a young age, and they're going to develop much more than a player like I did because I didn't have that opportunity. Yeah. Jamie Watson is uh, explaining the MLS draft and, uh, and talking soccer with us. Would you mind if, if uh, one of our producers, Jonathan Harrison, <laughs> Jonathan Harrison is wearing a scarf and cleats only right now, would like to <laughs> Wow. No, like to no, no, he's not. I can <laughs> sit, no. <laughs> Oh, I don't want to see that. He wants to throw a few questions at you, so go ahead, Jonathan. All right, so with the new keeper, do we have a goalkeeper controversy on our hands now with this new kid who is kind of a – he went 500 minutes without conceding a goal on the way to the championship last year. Uh, what's the next step for him and the other draft picks? Are they going to be sent down or sent over to Madison before they hop into the first team, or are some of them actually going to make the first team? Yeah, I mean, I think I think obviously um, with his roster protection, he's going to be right, he's going to be on the team right away. Um, no question about that. As far as the controversy, look, it's a challenge right now uh, for Bobby Shuttleworth, who is the only other goalie on the roster. Uh, the team is obviously actively looking because preferably you'd like to have uh, three goalkeepers mm-hmm. on, a, on your roster. So they're, they're going to be looking for a, a third goalkeeper. Is that someone that's more likely to contend for a starting spot right away? Uh, most likely, but at the same time, if Dane comes in and does really well and proves he can play, there's no stopping anybody. They're going to put the best goalkeeper out there. So controversy, I wouldn't say controversy. Is it always a challenge every day? Absolutely. At this level, it doesn't matter how old you are or who you are or where you come from. If you're good enough, you're going to play. Minnesota United announced a move yesterday that I'm kind of I'm pretty excited about because of his aggressiveness, aggressiveness and some of the other players in the league probably don't like him as much unless you're his teammate. But 33-year-old Ozzy Alonso is now a loon. He fills a need at the defensive midfielder spot. What will Alonzo uh, bring to United this season? Look at you, Jonathan. You you hit the nail. Wait, look at hold on. That, that is. Wait a second. That is. Yes. That's a good take. Soccer. Yes. I, I actually have. I have nothing more to add to that. You 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 said everything. No, he. Uh, 
he, he, Jonathan, is exactly what you said. He is a guy you hate playing against, and you will most certainly leave with a bruise or two on your shins and on your ankles uh, if you get in and around him in the midst of a game if he's an opponent because he is a guy that will leave a tackle. He has some grit, some toughness, uh, a guy that for the past decade, you could argue, has been the best defensive midfielder for Minnesota or for, for an MLS. And now he's on Minnesota United. It is a, a wonderful uh, signing. It's a need that Minnesota United has had. And if you partner him with the new signing um, that was a, the third designated player to the roster this offseason, Jan Gregas uh, out of Copenhagen, I mean, it's, uh, it's going to be a new look in midfield, but it provides a lot of protection for, say, Darwin Quintero if he starts in that 10 spot right there. You let the magician do his work. You've got young. Uh, Gregus and, and Ozzy Alonso sitting in behind. I mean, that's a formidable midfield right there, and you're starting to see the shape of the team. Ozzy Alonso at 33, is he going to be the guy that's on the team in five, six, seven years? You know, probably not, but does he have several years that he can come in and he can, uh, with his, I believe, two-year deal that he has, for the next two years, you don't have to worry about defensive midfield because you have Ozzy Alonso while you try to find somebody that's maybe a little bit younger to come in, learn from a wonderful pro like that. It's a great signing, and the last couple weeks have been really, really exciting for Minnesota United. You mentioned the uh, the need for a third keeper earlier. What other positions, uh, before we start the season here, in about a month and a half to two months, uh, what other positions are Minnesota United looking to fill, or what do they need to fill before the season starts in Vancouver? Another good question. Jonathan, I think if you Wait, look at I mean, United, I mean, hold on a second. Let's 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 give it up for this guy here. Just slaying with these questions. Right Only now. the tough questions, yeah. too. <laughs> the hard hitting stuff. This is what the people want. Hey, hey, good thing you could put this guy Jonathan Harrison full time, Phil, because he's asking the stuff. And if you make the rebrand, it's only going to just uh, get better and better with stuff like that and content like well, that. I'm going to have to keep up in my game to be oh, on the airways. <laughs> We need some. We've got all these football sounders. We need some football sounders. Absolutely. Get our you know, bar here. Jonathan, as, as we look at the roster now, I think you, you if you're Minnesota United, you feel you have depth and exciting players in your attack going forward. So I think now uh, Adrian Heath and his staff and Iago still want to look to start to solidify the defense even more now. Uh, outside back positions, there was uh, quite a bit of turnover in the outside back positions. You know, do good players become available that can just add more depth uh, anywhere in the back, uh, back six, you know, the defensive midfield, back up Fonzie Alonso, um, anywhere along the back line, another potential goalkeeper. So I think you feel pretty good about going forward. You feel pretty good about the roster overall. Now can you go and find one or two more pieces to the puzzle? And I think especially outside back, that may be where they look to add to next. Yeah. Jamie Watson. That's Jamie Watson, and that's Jonathan Harrison. And for some of you who don't follow soccer, it was like listening to a foreign language, but it was it was great information. And uh, it was a beautiful foreign language. Yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah, I think we're we're looking for Manny was on the record in our write that down segment saying playoffs, playoffs, playoffs. That's right, for Jamie. The loons, baby. That's right, my man. I said playoffs for the loons. Too, Manny. Don't make any plans. They uh, they they moved the season up. They condensed it by a month. So. The season ends the last game of the season. You can go to MNUSC.com to see the schedule uh, or try to get tickets if they're not all sold out now. But it ends uh, October 6th. We'll play off after that, so don't book anything for October. 
I think Minnesota United is going to be busy the entire month of October. Ooh, that's I a lot of pressure, that. Watson. Yeah. You okay. dialed up the oh, pressure. Your judges put four yeah, people on the hot seat. Everyone's on the hot seat, <laughs> including <laughs> the broadcasters. <laughs> the, you know, the fa- hey, if teams don't meet expectations, the first guy to get sent packing is the sideline reporter. Just know that. <laughs> exactly. Everybody knows that. And I'm going to spend more time with you guys, so you don't want that. Oh, man. That's All not right, true. Jamie, we'll talk soon, man. See ya. See ya. Thanks, guys. Bye. You can also find Jamie. He uh, makes appearances once in a while on the on the Sound of the Loons podcast. Oh, Steve McPherson and Callum Williams are the main voices on that, but uh, they have a weekly podcast. I don't know if they do it weekly in the off season, but they've definitely been doing episodes in the off season. Minnesota United's uh, regular podcast, Sound of the Loons, and Jonathan is uh, the the producer and one of the voices on the Crafty Rogues. Our guy, John Cosgrove, we got to get him in studio at some point again here. That's been him a long and, time. Him and Stephen Quinn. Yeah. So if you're looking for sort of the Minnesota version of Men in Blazers. Oh, great accents. It's an Australian and a Northern Irish. Off the man. charts accents. Yeah. And whatever, what's your what's your lineage, Jonathan? Uh, Las Vegas. Really? Yeah, that's where I was born, and then I moved here. No kidding. Jeb was born in L.A. Yeah. A couple of West Couldn't Coasters over here on the show. Didn't like it. Got out. <laughs> uh, Kirk Cousins. There's a... Interesting piece going around the internet about Kirk Cousins and uh, what players may think of him. We'll come back with it. Don't go anywhere. More Mackie and Judd coming up next. Oakley dokley. On 1500 ESPN. Venture X from Capital One is the travel card for people always asking, Where next? You earn 10x miles on hotels and rental cars and 5x miles on flights booked through Capital One Travel and 2x miles on everything else you buy with Venture X. Plus, receive premium travel benefits like access to over 1,300 airport lounges. The Venture X card from Capital One. What's in your wallet? Terms apply. See CapitalOne.com for details.